We also want to focus in on Saturday, Dean. It's uh, Stakes Day, but we can't wait to see Nature's Trip, I guess, again after winning the Everest. And we know the horses become more consistent. In the good old days, I guess, there was always a couple of good runs. And then there was just that run that was not the best. But he just seems really overall horse now, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a complete package now. You know, it's amazing, amazing what the job, uh, what a great job Chris Waller has done with him from when he first started. Very similar to Barry Allen. Uh, he just he gets his horses ready for the grand, grand finals. Um, and the four years that the Everest has been run, uh, the winner of this race has, has come out of the Everest. Um, and Nature Strip is the only runner in the race who's come out of the Everest. Um, I've got no issues with him. This is, you know, he, he had two grand finals this this season, um, you know, for the Everest and, and this race, and I think uh, you know it's just very, very hard to see him getting beaten, and really he'd have to he'd have to fail for anything to get close to him. Right now, he's a dollar thirty-five to win the race. The nearest to him is Bella Nipotina at nine dollars, and Splintex September Run. They're all around that fifteen seventeen. Ranch Hand at thirteen dollars and two thirty-five the place. But I think you know, no thought of uh, the Coolmore winner going there. They're going to protect uh, that horse going forward, but. Nature Strip, uh, can't wait to see it again down the straight. The McKinnon is an interesting race, Dean. Uh, I just want to have a look at what they're betting at this race at the moment, bet 365. So, Homesman goes there 21, Cascadian 13 with Superstorm, Zaki at $2.50, Darlasan 26, and then down the bottom you've got Moonga 9, Private Eye 9, travels down tonight, Colette at 5, and Hungry Heart at 9. Uh, James McDonald told us yesterday morning, Dean, he jumped aboard Zaki on Melbourne Cup morning and couldn't fault the work. So I guess it's that just that little hiccup along the road on Cox Plate with that temperature rise. Yeah, and, and look, that, that's the query. Um, you know, he's, he's having to come here off a, off a four-week break. He's missed that Cox Plate run. He, he's had that temperature issue. And he's also coming off a, a substandard run, you know, when he only managed to run third last start. Um, you know, again, you, you've either got to, Got to be keen that he's going to bounce right back to his best with Jay Mack aboard um, or look around. And I think, you know, the interesting thing with the McKinnon for, for many years is that the best lead-up has always been the Cox Plate. And, and horses who, uh, you know, have sort of run midfield in the Cox Plate have, a, have an outstanding record in this race. with horses like Side Glance, uh, Happy Trails, Awesome Rock, all the sort of big odds. Uh, you win the race coming coming out of, uh, out of the Cox Plate. And Arcadia Queen last year did it as well. Um, so the two, I think that you know, profile quite nicely for it, uh, particularly with Zaki having a number of issues. Are you know Mawanga firstly, uh, who was a good fourth in the Cox Plate. Uh, she obviously doesn't have to take on the likes of Set of Rest and Animal, very elegant year, um, and uh, you know was proven over 2,000 metres, having won the Rose Hill Guineas. Uh, you know was close enough in the Cox Plate and sort of the right sort of run. Uh, to profile really well in a race like this, and and the other one is uh, Dallasan. Who I'm just I'm amazed at the price, sort of thirty four, thirty five dollars at the moment. Uh, you know he, he was sixth in the Cox Plate. Uh, the prep before that, he ran third in the Queen Elizabeth. Was only been the length a length by you know a deep and, and very elegant to a absolutely world class, and he beat home the likes of Think It Over, who performed so well in Sydney, Sir Dragon A, uh, Mugatu, and Mawanga. Um, so he's got that form around 2,000 metres. He's got the right prep that I like coming here, fifth up off a Cox Plate run. Um, and I think if there's a couple there that can sort of knock over 
Zaki and Delisan and, and Malonga coming off out of the right race are, uh, you know, they're, they're real dangers. Cobbett right now, $5. Uh, I guess what can enhance Cobbett is maybe the forecast of Rain Dean. Uh, we know how good she is. They're saying possibility 5 to 10 mil on Saturday showers inc- increasing through the day. So that'll be a key point for our listeners around how that track is. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at the last 10 years, the winner of this race has always run sort of within 14 days. A couple of them have backed up. Magic One managed to win it backing up of the Melbourne Cup and, and Tosin Stardom managed to back up winning uh, or running in the Cantala. So I, I, I can't knock uh, Colette at all. She was really impressive winning the Empire Rose on a, on a good track. And as you say, uh, you know, anything out of the ground is just much, much better for her. She's won sort of six from eight um, with uh, on soft and heavy tracks. So the step up to 2000, she hasn't done that uh, you know, for, for some time. And, and I think it's just going to suit her really well. And, and she's absolutely a, another danger. Okay, so uh, you're looking at Nature Strip being very hard to beat, obviously, at the price it is. But in the McKinnon, you're looking at horses like Mawunga and, and Dalasan at the moment, as I said, about 26 bucks. Yeah, look, I think they're the, they're the ones who can knock over Zaki, and I think it's a, it's a bit of a uh, a bit of a risk, Zaki. You know, it's hard to take that sort of $2.30, given its prep and, and given the issues it's had, and you've got to have you know, real confidence that it's going to bounce back to its best. And I, I just think it's the right kind of race for... Uh, a horse to knock it over with that strong Cox Plate form. Have you looked at anything else there for Saturday at this stage of the week? Uh, there are a couple of others um, I'd look at. Let me have a look at. I thought in the first race, our Playboy, uh, you know, really likes the thing out of the, the ground, this horse. Uh, he absolutely bolted into win the Winx Guineas uh, last prep by six lengths. Forget he ran first up. Um, he ran on the Rock Hard Eagle Farm track. There's so many horses that have just bounced straight out of that. Uh, including coming to Melbourne and one next start. He'll love Flemington. He'll love that big ground. He'll be fit because he was, he was supposed to run in the uh, um, the Golden Eagle and he got scratched. And I think at $8, he's a really, really good bet, Al Playboy. Um, and in the matriarch, I thought Starrell has been hitting the line really well in all of her three starts as prep. Uh, she's just racing as though the, the step up to 2,000 metres will be ideal and, and, and she's sort of $10, $11 at the moment. And I think she's a really good bet uh, in the matriarch. In the matriarch, okay. All right, so there's your views for not only today but for Saturday. You can get more by going to winningedgeinvestments.com. Tips and ratings from professional putters throughout the spring racing carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And Dean, just finally, we reflect on Very Elegant in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, your eyes, your opinions of that four-length win? Oh, just outstanding. You know, she just proved what a what a superior stayer she is, and on on class, she was. Uh, you know, she was the one to beat, and and I've uh, you know learned another punting lesson as we as we learn quite often that that Flemington track is just remarkable. On the one hand, it can get 50 millimeters of rain like her. Um, like this afternoon or, or like last night and, and you'd end up a good four. But on the flip side, that, that good track just has so much given it that horses like Very Elegant and Colette and, and Ice Bath who prefer dry tracks can perform up to their best. So it shows what a remarkable track Flemington is. But, uh, you know, I, I made the error of, of, of doubting Very Elegant on the, on the dry track and assisting her on, on her sort of Turnbull run where she was disappointing. But the reality was Jane Mack just gave her the perfect ride um, and she ran outstandingly well and, and she's a supreme stayer. And, uh, you know, she could have even given the arc a shake, I think, uh, yeah. uh, earlier this year had she been set for that.
Yeah, look, it's uh, it's exciting, and uh, bring it on uh, wherever she goes next. There, I know there's an entry for the Hong Kong international meeting, but. It just takes it that uh, the horse is going to go for a break and uh, come back and, and we'll enjoy her again in the autumn time. Yeah, look, it's great to have these superstars and, and to see Chris Waller and Jane Mack doing so well and, and just the way they're getting these horses to peak on the, on the big days. It's, uh, it's remarkable. Good on you, Dean. Appreciate your time. We'll do it again uh, this time next week. Uh, what, where, where are we next week? It's all sort of moving around. It's um, Cranbourne Cup Day. Cranbourne or Ballarat? It's one of those next week. But anyway, we'll talk about it as we uh, discuss it next week. Good on you, Dean. Sounds good. Thanks, Andrew. Have a good day today. Dean Evans there for winningedgeinvestments.com. Brad Gray's joining us from Racing New South Wales. And Brad, yesterday's announcement, staggering $5 million golden slipper next year. Yeah, it's getting crazy, isn't it? These price money increases, I can't keep up. Uh, $5 billion for these two-year-olds now. So I guess that's even more reason to look forward to, to what will be a sensational race. And it's a pretty important lead-up, this golden gift, isn't it? Because you look at the prize money in it, a uh, million-dollar prize pool, 580 to the first horse, 190 to the second horse, and third, 98,000. So it goes a long way to cementing your spot in the race. It does. Right now at Bet365 in the golden gift, a million-dollar two-year-old race, Sir Jardin at four dollars eighty, Noble at seven fifty, Contemporary and Shervo at thirteen, uh, Charlatan uh, number five for Joe Pride at four dollars twenty. Uh, then we look down to the Godolphin horse, the eight, but Jenny Duggan at nine dollars, and Snitcat at thirteen, and just above that, Queen of the Ball at ten. So we might have um, a really competitive market for this race, Brad. Yeah, it certainly looks to be the case, doesn't it? What an opportunity for Jenny Duggan. It's a non-claiming race, and the weight of Godolphin and James Cummings have thrown their, their wave of support behind Jenny. is absolutely flying at the moment. So a big opportunity for her. But I think the market will continue to gravitate towards Charlatan. I know that it's a bit dangerous kind of going towards this horse that was the eye-catcher. He didn't necessarily win, and he did a few things wrong. But I thought his run in the Kirkham uh, was an absolute cracker, and the times back it up too. He was he was sizzling home at the end of his race. He's still got a few wrinkles to iron out in terms of his racing manners. Uh, I like to see what he what he does here from a middle draw. So he drew barrier twelve thirteen in the Kirkham a couple of weeks ago and was jagged back to last. He was still, uh, I think, he was, there was only one horse behind him at like the two hundred meter at the three hundred meter point. Uh, yet he really rocketed to the line. So if Jay can get him to settle somewhere midfield. And he can still unleash that that turn of foot that we saw on debut. He's going to take some beating, but there's form lines all over the place. Shadarden or Sajardin, third time lucky. Uh, for Gary Portelli, obviously won the Breeders' Plate. The concern there is that the time wasn't particularly too crash hot when you compare it to the Jim Crack. And I know that the Jim Crack winner uh, is a beauty, cool and gather, and she's the early favourite for the Golden Slipper. But that's a little knock, and of course, he'll have to go back from the draw. So. Plenty of angles here. I was actually having a look through this race last year, Andrew. Of course, won by Sneaky Five, um, who won first up as a three-year-old. And in the middle of the, of the pack here was Captivant and Head of State. Uh, so sometimes it's not not necessarily the winner that you've got to follow long-term, but some of those that can just be running on. They're saying maybe a slight chance of um, some rain on Saturday, so I guess that'll play a key point as well. It is interesting talking to a few of the rival trainers this week. They all feel that Joe Prides is the one to beat, but uh, they they just think that the horse will make improvement. There must be word around that Joe likes the horse as well. So, you know, I, 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 whether they're trying to push away from their own, but uh, they're certainly thinking that Charlatan is the one to beat. 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. Joe's a pretty straight shooter, isn't he? So he likes it. Uh, he'll do as much. Interesting first starter here at Ebhar for Peter and Paul Snowden. Really nice trial. Drawn a sticky gate, but looking at the makeup of this mat, you've got a fellow debutante, Mount Brilliant, uh, trained by Gay and Adrian and, and ridden by Tim Clark. I imagine it makes a beeline to the front, and that maybe gives Ebhar a cart across. Uh, so maybe that draw isn't too bad in terms of breaking this race down. The other runner that I think is a big hope is Queen of the Ball for Richard Michael Friedman. She showed a stack of speed to only just go down in that same race through Charlotte and Kirker. I think she finds the fence here, which could be a big advantage, and she gets the winkers on. So don't be too dismissive of her. Spoke with Paul Snowden this morning, who's become a dad about a week ago for the third time. Uh, well done to Crystal the mum. And, of course, there's uh, Madison, Harper, and now Sienna Grace, uh, has joined the Snowden clan. So well done to Paul and Crystal. I was talking to him this morning. He said, Ebhar, we'd like to run, but we want to look at a map because barrier 10, you know, there are other options. So it'll be interesting. I think okay. I can probably take it. If it lines up, then they're happy that the horse can run well. Yeah, I think it can only run well, can't it? It's trolled brilliantly. And you generally find with the with the Snowden stable that with these two-year-olds that trial well, they inevitably bring that trial form to the races. So very curious runner there. Um, outside of that, maybe a, you're looking at a, a Shervo. It could run a bit of a race. I didn't mind Shervo for uh, uh, the way that it finished off. Yeah, I thought he was quite brave. Um, I don't think he's going to get a lot of accolades, but he was posted deep the trip, and he was probably entitled to be beaten further than 1.5 at the end. He was whacking away, and from a kind of draw here, maybe he's a little bit of an improver for pundits to have a second look at. Then you've got so many form lines here, don't you? Like you've got Cannonball, uh, the blinkers going off, but he's just enough uh, down the straight at Flemington. Then you've got that other form line uh, coming through the English two-year-old restricted race at Mooney Valley, Noble, uh, for Annabelle Nation. So... Few angles here, so there'll be a few different opinions, but at the end of the day, I think Charlatan's the horse that they all have to beat. Sean Patterson's just let me know that it's just starting to rain at Rose Hill. They're expecting 10 mil of rain over today and tomorrow, but Saturday looks very slim chance of uh, less than a millimetre of rain. So it's really today and tomorrow where 10 mil could fall. It's the English Golden Gift. It's the Hot Danish. It's Rose Hill for terrific prize money for the owners. The track at the moment are good for, but we'll just keep an eye on that. Brad, thanks for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks, Andrew. Brad Gray giving us his views uh, around the feature race, the Golden Gift. And as I look at that market right now, we are looking at Charlottetown 420, Sir Jardin, the top one at $4.80. And then there's a mixture of hopes uh, under those two right now at Bet365. In the hot Danish, Rock O'Clock is at four. Madame Rouge at five. Tricky Gal, 6.50. Nudge at $6. And uh, Wonderbar is at nine with Electric Girl. The hot Danish and the Golden Gift, the two feature races coming up on Saturday at Rose Hill, which brings to an end another track talk.